You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. This is the mandatory Samson podcast coming to you live from Stand Up New York Labs. My name is Chris Flannery, and I'm joined, as always, on my right side by my friend Joseph Noe, and back. With us across the table for me, my good friend Andrew Genelosi. Welcome back, sir. Uh, also, manning the ones and twos, or whatever you want to call it, little Joe Harari. What up, guys? Uh, it's dynamite drop, and you're doing a nice job with that. I got to say, last week my mom uh, watched the uh, video stream. She was like, tell little Joe, props. Great job with that. Do you have anything to comment about what I had to say? She said you were a good addition. She missed Andy, but okay. she liked great. your contributions. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. Uh, welcome to the program, everybody. We have a good one on tap today. I would say that we we're not necessarily going to get too deep into any one topic, okay. but we have a, a variety of really fun topics, some good clips that we're going to get into, nice. and I'm very excited about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're going to get into some like police demilitarization stuff. Oh, that's good. Uh, some Christian terrorism, yeah. which is interesting because we always attack Islam yep. when they fuck up, and we're going to go after this... Weirdo Christian guy that had a terrorist plot foiled. No, that's interesting. Um, maybe at the end we'll get into some UFC stuff. I don't think we're going to have time. Joey, I know that you brought some topics. Uh, yes, I did. You wanted to get into, because I asked you if you watched the David Letterman thing last night, yes. David Letterman's last show. You were like, nah. I, I did nah, not nah. watch the yeah, last But episode. you have some kind of issue. Yes, I do. I don't Save it. We're going to oh, get into okay. it in a minute. I was just, just that's a little tease. Oh, All right, so we're going to get into Yeah. We're gonna, I'm showing a little skin, a little upper thigh. We're going to get nice. into that. We got a lot of good stuff. I encourage you guys to stick around uh, and listen to the whole episode. It's a lot of fun. Before we get into anything, mm-hmm. I promised somebody on Twitter a shout-out. Oh, nice. Uh, my man Praveen, PK1014. No, excuse me. No. Eh. Praveen, PK1041 on Twitter. He is graduating from NYU. Congratulations, hey, buddy. Congratulations. congratulations. That's huge. He said we should do a show at NYU. I said Ooh, we're that, down. we'd love to do it. I doubt they're going to want us there, but I'd we'll love to do, do a it. show there. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally in. I'll take care of it. Little Joe Harari on the case. Perfect. So anyway, Praveen, congratulations. Good for you, man. Thank you for listening to the program. We appreciate it. Yep. Um, so I got a couple of like little quick hit things that we can get into before uh, we get into like mm-hmm. kind of the meat of the show. Me and Andy had a couple of um, similar topics, so we're just going to like tag team those as we go through. Uh, yeah, it's like a dream for a lot of women out in the country. Uh, <laughs> show is. <laughs> um, but I wanted to get into a couple of quick things. One of them being there's a new Freddie Gray video that oh, was God. just released. It's a cell phone video. Um, it was released by the Baltimore Sun. And it takes place during the second of five stops. Now, remember, oh. initially they were only saying there was four stops. Then all of a sudden they there admitted, a oh, one. there's a fifth stop, the secret one that we didn't know about. Okay. So this is video from the second of the five stops. It shows Freddie Gray unresponsive outside the van on his knees. He's like on his knees on the ground, his head leaning into the back of the van. There's four cops around him. And you see them putting flex cuffs uh-huh. You know, like those little like flexy yeah, whatever yeah. things you can't get out of and shackles. And then they put him back in the van head first, which, as we all know, is what uh, inevitably uh, killed this guy. But obviously he's not in good shape to begin with. And that was just the second stop. 
Yeah, that's just the second of five stops that they made, Good which is God. terrific. I will say this. The video is not great. Like, it's uh, not great, obviously, in terms of content, but in uh-huh. terms of, like, being shot, like we talked about, it's zoomed in. So it's very shaky. You can't really see what's going on. You can still find it if you go on The Guardian or The Baltimore Sun. I'm sure it'll be easy to find it. But for our edification, I yes. brought a screenshot of it that they had in the article. And this is basically the meat of what the video is. You can see oh, yeah. uh, Freddie Gray is like prone on the ground here. Now, this guy looks slumped down at this point, like somebody that is not going to cause you any kind of problem if you're a police officer. No, he's done. He's, yeah. not, he's not doing anything. Yet, they still felt necessary to handcuff him. And leg shackle him and then put him in the van head first. So that's pretty damning. And I and also, the, in the article, it says the people that were recording the video, they're yelling at the cops, like, is he all right? Like, mm-hmm. help him, blah, blah, blah. And Brian Rice, the guy that we've detailed a yes. few times, the guy with the domestic violence and, like, the guy that was, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of in charge here, he, like, purposely, like, moved over to, like, block the view of what they were doing. So, so they, they knew what was going on the entire time. Look, yeah. all they were doing was trying to make sure he wasn't – a danger to himself or anybody else. Yeah, of course. No, you're right, Joey. I mean, I think they acted pretty responsibly. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's just uh, a little update on that. But what? You have something to say, Andy? No. Uh, they, but they put him just face down on the floor of it, right? Because yeah. those things have seats in them. Yeah, he's on the floor. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because why would you have him be seated, chained up the way he's supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, of course. I mean, well, so they just they just pick him up from that position and move him like to like a like face down with his arms behind. Yeah, like him. you yeah. would do with your if your friend passed out on the floor, you would just, just pick like him up and throw him, him on the couch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what they did. Uh, I would assume there's malicious intent there though, but it is what it is. So we'll we'll see. But yeah. that's that's interesting little update, and that that video is out there. So it's just more proof that the story that was being told is totally false. Okay, well, so that's good news. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, it seems like that'll help. I mean, it's kind of all in jest at this point, I guess, but... What do you mean? Because he's dead. Like, Oh, not in jest. You just mean, like, it's the point's moot. The guy's yeah, already... Yeah. yeah, of course, right. I mean, justice cannot really be done ever no, because the life isn't coming back, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so that's out of the way. I brought... This is irrelevant, essentially. Okay. But... It, the audio is simply too good to pass up. Oh, I love audio. Bill Cosby was interviewed this week. <laughs> Not a guy. And he was asked a question about, uh, obviously, the extreme amount of allegations against him, uh-huh. which he hasn't really answered publicly at all yet. But he decides to do it this time. Well, I'll say this. He tr- he talks. He talks into a, a microphone. Mm-hmm. Whether it's an answer to a question or not, I'll let you decide that. <laughs> so but, before you play that... Uh-huh. Aren't we at the point where old Bill should know he should just keep his mouth shut, stay away from a f- microphone, stay away from a camera, and just... No, because this is almost a better route to take. Yes, I'd rather... This is a better I route. I hope he yeah. does this every week. This yeah. is a better it's route phenomenal. to take. Phenomenal. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, let's, like, just, why just play it. Just, just play it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so let's play this. So this is Bill Cosby being interviewed on Good Morning America. I do want to say also the girl interviewing him, the woman, the mm-hmm. lady, the... Could have done a better job. Host. She could have done a better job, but she also... I feel like she's doing an Obama impression as she's asking questions. You'll notice her cadence. It's very uh, Obama-ish. Okay. It's totally here, neither here nor there. I didn't notice that the first time. All right, we try to notice, and then, uh, and then Joe, you tell me what Bill Cosby means by any of what he's about okay. to say here. All right? Bill Cosby on Good Morning America talking about the allegations against him. A young person comes up to you and says, you know, my mom says you've because done some black, bad right? things. Um, oh, what? That I think she sounds like Obama? Yeah. It is mostly because she's black. No, I don't know. I just see <laughs> yeah, her cadence just sounds. 
a young person. Just listen to her. Just, I'm super. I'm gonna, we're gonna start over. You're super into yeah. her. She's cute. Yeah. No, it, but cute. it. Uh, I just for the four seconds we saw, I got it right away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If a, a young person comes so up, that little like that. That was it. If yeah. a young person, yeah, <laughs> a if, young person, yeah, right. Uh, uh, folks, okay. Tune says, "You know, my mom says you've done some bad things. Um, you know, how will you answer them if they are pressing you? Are you guilty? Did you do it? Are the allegations true?" Joey, what's your response right there? If you're accused of raping, drugging women, and they go, are the allegations true? What's your response? These, they are not true. Correct. Good job, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> no. The, no. Se- the three seconds of said, that was like when they asked Sandusky, like, do you think it's wrong to fuck kids? And he was like, well, <laughs> like, no, you know. No, no, no. You've made a terrible mistake. Gun already. to my head. <laughs> I am prepared to tell this young person uh, the the truth about life. <laughs> what? But that's not really what we asked you. <laughs> All right. I'm not sure that they will come like that. I think that uh, many of them say, well, you're a hypocrite. You say one thing, you say the other. My point is, okay, Listen to me carefully. I'm telling you where the road is out. I'm telling you where, as you're driving, you're going to go into into water, and it looks like it might only be three inches deep, but you and your car are going to go down. Now, you want to go here, or you want to be concerned about who's giving you the message? I have no idea what he means. Uh, okay. If you're her interviewing, <laughs> yes. how is your next question not like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what? Yeah, huh? Can you Can, answer no, the that's question? It, no, that's it. Right. One word. What? Huh? Is that crazy or what? <laughs> like, what is that? I was like, try, like, I was trying to make sense of it. Like, I was trying to go as like deep as I could with all of that, and there was nothing that I could do with it. No. Uh, I think he's implying that you have to listen. I, what? I've what? No, what does I've, that mean? I've listened what does that to mean? it a number of times. Right, okay, what does he mean? I think he's what he's trying to get to, but he doesn't want to say out loud, like, ch- question the source. I think he's what he's trying to say. Oh, you think that's what it is? Like, I think he's trying to be like, consider the source. Oh, see, but he doesn't want to say to that. To me, he's like, kind of like his, maybe his message is like, hey, life's kind of fucked up. Like, oh, a little fucked bit, up sure. things happen sometimes. All right, how about this? What he means is... He was trying to answer the question, uh-huh. and he thought the puddle was only three inches deep, but he found out it was six inches deep, and now he's fucked. No, I think that's a metaphor for like- That's uh, a metaphor. The, this, the yeah. allegations seem like you're getting into like just a little bit of water. But there's a lot but of water. But like there's a lot, it's deeper than that. I don't, it's, d- d- uh, did you have something to say about this, Lil You reach for the yeah, microphone. it was just like a non-statement. I feel like oh, it, I, it, yeah, you just say, talking to fill the time and it's just word soup. Well, yeah. no, I yeah. I, no sense. I think the point of it was is that I'm a crazy old man. Like I I don't like I don't get what's going on here. Like well, I'm we, sorry. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get media anymore. It seems like, but no, we were but, talking about it in the office this but weekend. He's selling out specials and doing like doing packing theaters well, that's, every weekend and pr- performing on par stand up. Well, that's the crazy thing. I think he still thinks that this is salvageable. 
Eh. But it is. But it is. Most certainly. No, it's not. How? Just He, he just he's has fine. to deny it. All he has to do is deny it. I did not. Well, but that's a, he's not What's going to happen? Anything. Is he going to go to jail, you think? I no, but think I just so. mean his career. I, I mean, Sal. But he's fine. He thinks he's going to he get a all TV show money. and stuff. Yeah, well, of course. He's fucking, fine, but. Whatever with the TV show. Well, that's he'll, not going to happen. Well, there was a new allegation recently from a girl from New Jersey, and there's no statute of limitations on rape in New Jersey. So oh, that's how they yeah, like they're trying to take him down like Al Capone just t- on tax evasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, get him on something else. They're trying, yeah. no, not on something else. They're just trying to find something to the, make it stick. Yeah, right yeah. The right they now can they can't. Yeah, it's and, a it's a weird one because and who knows how many people he has in his pocket. You know, well, yeah, yeah, right. That's uh, in terms of what do you mean, like paid people off yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, you got on, that get much your gang fucking money, out. man, and you're that like po- like you're that popular, that level of celebrity. I think that I think it definitely gets. Um, like overblown and like fantasized about in movies and TV shows, but I'm, I'm sure there's a level of like you kind of get a pat on the back or a hand from somebody here, like here and there, where an average person wouldn't if you're that uh, famous. Course. You of know course. what I mean? Well, there's like, people that, um, yeah, you like you said, people are still going to his comedy shows and they give him a standing yeah. ovation, like he didn't do it. Like, he mm. maybe didn't do it. There's no, but he probably uh, seems like he fucking did. Yeah. I mean, if this many people can't, ah, whatever. It's we don't have to relitigate the whole thing. Yeah. I just want to play that clip because it would have been a disservice to everybody if we don't play if that audio. That, oh, yeah. It's too good. Like, what are you saying, you crazy old man? Do you think that was like just his, um, like whoever, like his team of like handlers were yeah. just like, listen, this is what we're gonna write up. You're gonna play like no, the no, senile no, old no, man. No, and, like, I don't know. I mean, the, like I was gonna say, we were talking about it in the office, and John yeah. w- w- suggested like he's that's part of the play that he's senile. He could just be getting senile. You know what I mean? Like, he, he like he this has, has to be getting. This would age you fucking fast. This this whole backlash that he did not expect well and the man hasn't been hasn't been super healthy for like the past number of years anyway but but i think i don't know man like i have seen clips of him doing his stand-up and it's like he seems all there like maybe there is a chance that that's just so second nature to him at this point that he can still turn it on on stage but there's a level of transparency in comedy i feel like that you can't reach if you're not all there so here's a right. uh, totally. I, we, I, we we had this conversation. This me and Andy were sitting in here eating, and we were just bullshitting. It's yeah, like we should have recorded it. Is what we should have done. We realized like 45 minutes into that conversation, <laughs> it would have been good for a podcast. But the thing the thing is, right? Like we we're at a level in comedy specifically where the more truthful, the more it's always been an element of it. But like yeah. the more you reveal actually who you are, like the better that stand up is going to be. And Cosby clearly has been playing a role. Oh, for a long time. You know, obviously, but he's been playing a role way deeper than anybody uh, thought, obviously. Here's an idea. Why don't we book him, put him on stage, and ask him and ask him questions on stage? Book him here? Yeah. As, as, just, as, as stand-up as New what? York? As what, a Q&A? No, 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 no. He, he does a stand-up, uh-huh. but we just don't tell him we're going to have somebody there interviewing him. So it's like an intervention. Like, he walks in thinking it's one thing, and it's completely different. Yes. Thing. You Got need it. to write down titles. Are you doing that? Mm, yes. Bill Cosby's intervention. Bill Cosby's <laughs> intervention. It's a it's a sneaker invention. Uh, well, they all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're oh, right. always they all brought are up in a form of yeah, something right. else. Right. They're like, yeah, we're going to the park. Yeah. No, they're like, yeah, we're going to a party. <laughs> no, we're not. God damn it. And you're like, are we going to stop and get coke? And they're like, no, it's not part of it this time. And you're like, really? Because that's what we always do. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's not about me. So it's about you. Um, all right. So anyway, I just wanted to play that clip. Whatever. We'll obviously be paying attention to the comedy yeah. thing. We'll see where it goes. You wanted to say something about... I wanted to say something about David Letterman. I love david letterman he was my favorite late night host it sucks that he is going off the air that guy is 
irreplaceable. You're never like that's really the end of an era. Okay, you know, no, my turn. Yeah, I totally respectfully disagree. About, seen, about what what thing uh, of it being an end of an era? I've seen three or four episodes. Do you know what the definition of an era is? And crazy, to man. me, Conan will always be the best late night show host. But that's the, still that's not the is going. That's still not is going. Okay. And why should I thank a guy who comes on at 1230 at night for an hour when I'm not even up to watch it? Not to mention, if it was 10 years ago, I could understand. But now we have the internet and uh, DVR. We could just catch it any time. So I don't see why it's such a big deal that everyone's, oh, thank you, David. Oh, thank you, David. I just just don't do it. Don't well, he it. redefined the genre. He's the offbeat. Oh, John, uh, Jay Leno didn't. Johnny Jay Carson Le- didn't. J- none of the other people didn't. Johnny Carson's revered. Uh, so people, mm-hmm. yes, recognize that Johnny Carson did create the genre, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Parr before him. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno did in the same vein as a Carson. He's the mainstream guy. Mm-hmm. David Letterman is the offbeat guy. How is David Letterman offbeat? I don't get that. Uh, like he's the anti-host, essentially, where he'll goof on the guest. He'll make a joke that he knows is going to fall flat, which he knows is funnier almost than but making I, the funny but joke. I don't see how that's anti-host. I think that's... Well, it's top like, ten. I like, think that's just... A, but, like, I mean, how, like, the only reason I say that is he's also on major, uh, on the other major network, basically. Uh, forget like, that, but so, I, I just mean, like, in terms of, like, where Leno's, like, the guy that's going to... Like Fallon. Fallon is, like, the like prototypical... the corny joke of, like, yeah, yeah they're going to do... Okay, all right, Family I see fr- it that way. Like, sure. Letterman's the offbeat guy where he's going to make a couple, maybe, of, like, racy and, jokes, and he's... Uh, and Conan's, you know, he likes when things fall flat. It's funnier mm-hmm. to do that. And know? Conan's, like, that... More like that, you would agree, right? Conan's than a, on par with, like, Leno and Fallon, yeah, yeah, I would yes, think. Yes, yes. Yeah. Conan's, like, cart- Conan's almost cartoony. You know? Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, but to... Okay, so whatever. That's an insane point of view from, from you, Joey. Mm-hmm. But And also... Uh, your boy Conan totally disagrees with you. Uh, Conan did a very nice seven-minute monologue last night to start his show where he praised David Letterman. Oh, did he really? Basically said, I, my career would not have happened if not for David Letterman coming on my show when I took over his... Uh, Conan took over Letterman's mm-hmm. show when Letterman moved to CBS. And Letterman came on the show, saved Conan's whole thing basically Mm -hmm. and then conan actually told people to turn off his show to go watch letterman last night so that's that's nice spot on joey uh little joey you got something something about him too yeah didn't letterman have like a weird sexy time incident yeah he did he was doing a bunch of drugs too right probably yeah Yeah. like I, i heard there's like some weird stuff going on with him yeah he yeah it's i mean he's always he's gotten into some trouble and shit like that but he's always basically come out and been like yeah I did that, and that's why <laughs> yeah, that he kind of gets away with it. No, yeah. but there was like a drug time for him, right? I don't like know. That I don't know. I think that's definitely true, I would, actually. I'm yeah, it's possible. It all right, you can look it up. Anyway, all right, so Joey uh, does not like David Letterman. I'm sad to see him go, and we'll see what happens. I think Colbert will do a nice job in that spot, because he's kind of offbeat, too. So I think it's like he's the, the right. Oh, that's right. He's taking yeah. it. Yeah. All right, speaking about offbeat, uh, this Waco biker shootout. Oh, good God, yeah. What, what happened there? That's a crazy story. Twin Peaks. Yeah, well, we're gonna get we're gonna get into all of that. Um, for those of you that don't know, nine dead, eighteen injured, one hundred and seventy people arrested and charged in what Waco police sergeant called the most violent crime scene I have ever been involved in. "Quote: There was blood everywhere." <laughs> 
uh, at least five rival gangs, biker gangs, mm-hmm. met up at a Twin Peaks restaurant. That's the call again. Yeah, uh, restaurant. <laughs> to so, hash. <laughs> wait, let me let me yeah, finish. Then we'll get into it. To, cla- to uh, hash out clashes over turf and recruitment. The restaurant was alert. Yeah, I know. This whole story. <laughs> sure. This sounds like the stupidest goddamn thing of all time. Sounds like the beginning of the Warriors. It is. The, it is. Wait. The restaurant was alerted that there was going to be a the United Clubs of Waco meeting. Oh, good God. But they ignored it, and seemingly they wanted them to be there. They were like, that's fine. Let them come. Well, they're they're going to buy food. Yeah, they're spending a shitload of money. And they're probably going to eat a they're lot. They're buying drinks, and like that's part of the, like, oh, the mystique. And the like the owner who franchised it probably has always had a boner for like since sons of anarchy came out oh yeah like they talk about that in this article too of how like everybody's desensitized to these biker gangs how like you know they're fantasized about on the shows but like if you ever like know the reality of what these guys do it's like it's horrifically violent and like you don't want to be anything close to it no of course not the department of justice considers the cossacks that's like the big the biggest group they consider them a criminal organization oh that's good They've been tracking them for years. But there's these five groups uh, that were there. The two biggest ones are the Cossacks and the Banditos. I was going to say the Banditos were there, right? Yes, the Banditos. Well, they're rivals to the Hells Angels. They're like the second biggest biker gang. Well, in any event, they're there. Nine, uh, like I said, nine people got killed. They were all members of either the Cossacks or the Banditos. They were between the ages of 27 and 65. Good God. And they... (laughs) Senior (laughs) citizens on bikes? (laughs) Yeah, well, they were there at four o'clock. They were probably getting the senior citizens discount for the older riders. uh, (laughs) On these streets on the trikes. They found 320 (laughs) weapons at the scene. That's a lot of knives. (laughs) Knives, brass knucks, guns. They use uh, hammers, too. Ball-peen hammers. Heard they found a mace. I'm kidding. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The mace that the women keep in their purse, like a little one. <laughs> yeah, the, the pink one, like yeah. the breast cancer one. Exactly. Like, yeah. One derringer. Yeah. Just because we ride motorcycles doesn't mean we don't care about women's uh, issues. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the, the, we could just like bullshit about this for a minute because it's like not, I mean, it is a crazy story, but it doesn't, it's irrelevant kind of, except for the extent like clearly biker gangs don't get enough coverage because they're a pro- obviously a problem. Oh, they're a that big seems like fucking problem. Like a huge yeah. group like this shows up at a fucking uh, glorified Hooters and they have hundreds of... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if glorified would, the, would be the word to describe it. But like, it. it just doesn't... This whole thing doesn't make sense. And also, I was doing a little research about this. About it was like no country for old men out there, apparently, dude. Like, well, it was clearly just a there is wild a country, shootout. There like, is a country for old men. They're all 50, 60 They're all down in Texas. Yeah. It would, that movie was shot in Texas. They're just wild. Oh, my God. But so what's interesting to me, though, it's like a lot of times gang violence mm-hmm. uh, is considered. You go, oh, Bloods, Crips. It's all these like minority groups. These guys are all white. I mean, no, I assume the, the banditos, banditos are, are probably Spanish. whatever Mexican or yeah. Hispanic, yeah. But okay, but it's perc- but they have white members. Percentage wise, this is all white people basically. And you do a little research: fifty three percent of all gang violence in America, mm-hmm. white gang violence. Yeah, forty four percent is other ethnicities or yeah. black. So that's a little bit of a disparity, disparity in like uh, the conversation that we always hear about. That's but. true. So the initial meetup was to talk over some eggs and ham and figure out what's going on about the tough one. Or I don't know what kind of fare they Where did Twin you get Peaks? eggs yeah. and ham from? I, I was trying to think of breakfast. Lil Joe, could you look up the Twin Peaks uh, menu, please? Um, <laughs> I imagine. Wait, what's the name of the restaurant? Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. That's the name of the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a, like a Hooters place. It's a Twin re- Peaks is a boobs restaurant. Yeah, it's a reference to tits. I was going to say yeah. exactly. Oh. Right. Oh. Yeah. oh. 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 
Uh, uh, I am, uh-huh. That went so over my head, like all, every time. Well, every what time. do you think Hooters is? They just love owls. There's no, like, he get no wise Hooters. <laughs> do you get Hooters? I don't get Hooters. Twin Peaks. I just got Twin Peaks. But what is Hooters? What is that? Why it's an they, owl. Why do they call that? Because it's an owl. Oh, for but is hey, Hooters Joey, also puppies? Yeah, pup puppies. Like Jerry Lawler. Yeah, Jerry Lawler. Oh, yeah. He got the wrestling. I no, I knew what you were saying too, but I didn't want to acknowledge that because it always bothered me as a kid when he would say that. I'd Puppy, like, I'd be like, "You sound like a fucking ass." I didn't get the menu yet, but here's a pretty funny little thing. Uh, so uh-huh. I found the Yelp and uh, oh, sure. oh God, Yelp, uh-huh. Yelpers report <laughs> it's all the biker gangs reviewing it. <laughs> My brother got stabbed nine times at your restaurant. The, the eggs are negative good. two. The eggs are good, but I had no place to keep my chain and padlock that I was gonna whip a bandito with. Yelp. Report that this location has been closed. Find similar spots. <laughs> I'll suggest Hooters. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find the menu though. But the food looks phenomenal. I'm looking at pictures right I'm now. I'm sure it's good. Look, uh, these biker guys are probably have a very complicated palate. They're not just gonna go no, to any sure. place. No, this place. You're not just gonna with. choke anything down with a Coors Light. No, that's for no, sure. no, these guys are are very serious about their uh, cuisine. I got the menu. Oh, okay. oh, here we go. Just give me like a little taste of what they might have been eating at like, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. So well, they before got, they started, they got the teasers, other. which are the apps, right? Which are uh, mozzarella cheese bites, fried pickles. Mm-hmm. It's very similar oh, sure. to who to Buffalo wings. And then right. you got the well-built sandwiches, burgers. Uh, it's like a lot of, it's like yeah, it's, they got a, food. Yeah. they got a combo basket, which comes with chicken, catfish and shrimp. Oh, wow. That yeah, sounds mm. good. The sweet things. Which is the, uh, <laughs> you got a Sunday and a bread pudding. Oh, little treats. I'd have a bread pudding. You got some treats. Nice. Yeah. For and they have meal, they good. have an excellent uh oh here okay I I got it shot like the specialty shots uh-huh. you got the sp- the spiked apple Captain Morgan oh, those are easy you know the honey badger right mm-hmm. then you got the the, the excuse me the divorce oh Ooh, what is that Firefly sweet tea vodka bombed with into lemonade Happy Independence Day wow <laughs> no. that sounds pretty good honestly. I can do that. A little I Arnold Palmer. I stab somebody after a couple <laughs> yeah. of those. Yeah. Get riled up with some sweet tea vodka. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a pretty simple menu. It's All like, right. It, it sounds good, All right, though. so whatever. It's a, cl- it's a cl- I would eat there, too, assuming it wasn't too. in Waco, Texas. I'm looking at People, some tits. What is it about Waco, Texas? Well, that's the whole thing about this. It seems very, uh, aside from the fact that it's they're so murdering stuff, it's so childish. Yeah. It's like, like... Well, we're, we all got to go have a meetup about our biker club and like see who's going to join or not. But I need bar. to be staring at titties while I do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you guys are such losers. Like, there's no difference between these guys and guys that go to Hooters to do a fantasy like football draft. They're just, it's just a different hangout group. Well, there's, there's a conspiracy that this is a false flag, according to Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. Well, I'm, I am not going to get into that at all. One little got, thing. One no, thing. No, no, no. no. I, seriously, I'm not going to get into it. If you want. I look at the mug shots. According to Dave, look at the mug shots. None of these guys have neck tattoos. And Yeah, that yeah. must mean yeah. something. Yeah. So listen, if you guys want to know what Joe's talking about, Joe produces Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole with Mike Cannon, who's the host of the Weed News. Check it out. Good episode this week. He also does it with uh, Dave and Tim. And There's a chance that nine guys out of 200 didn't have neck tattoos in a biker It's game. fine. But anyway, but that's more of a conspiracy uh, show, and you guys can check that out if you want. I don't delve into that realm. I think this is probably just bikers are stupid, and they had a fight with each other. I got a good Yelp anyway. review. All right, read it quick because then we're going to move on. I was so sad that Sons of Anarchy ended, but I was so excited that Twin Peaks supported an environment that allows (laughs) to really experience the violence of gangs. (laughs) That's really it. I don't want to go into the rest. That's pretty funny. All right, cool. Thank you. So, all right, so that's the whole thing. Joey, what I was saying was don't laugh directly into the mic. It's very very loud. No, look. It was very funny. I'm glad you're having a great time. I'm having a great time, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I'm not. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just saying you can go like this. <laughs> there you go. It's perfect. Uh, all right. So that's the whole Waco Waco biker shootout. I, I I don't know other than to say like that's insane. It's just weird. Yeah. And it seems like this is a bigger problem than people are letting on. I'm just glad no civilians got killed because then it yes. would have been a big issue. Like I mean, a bunch of bikers shot each other at the end. Of, like it sucks. Sure. Like no, right. But died. they they all agreed to be part of that. Oh, right. Bullshit. They right. they all mm-hmm. knew what they were getting themselves into, and I would just feel bad. <laughs> The only thing I could like in that too is like getting killed at a like a Twin Peaks or a Hooters <laughs> is like when you paint your face to go to like the Super Bowl and your team loses yes. and you walk out looking like an asshole Absolutely. or yeah. you get arrested at a Halloween party in a costume <laughs> or some shit. That's exactly <laughs> like, what it is. You yeah. just look like an asshole in that situation. For sure. And I you got to walk out of there with your tail tucked between your exactly, legs. Exactly. Like, like, the, the, the banditos will rise again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. All right. Uh, so that's the Waco biker uh, shootout. R- insane. We got some other like serious stuff that we're going to get into, a little more serious. The demilitarization of police, which I think is something that we've talked about. Positive. Mm-hmm. Very positive, especially with all the um, we've seen with the protests like yes. in Ferguson, Baltimore. It's like you see these armored vehicles show up, and it's like, I don't necessarily think police should have this type of equipment. Barack Obama, the president of the United States, was in Camden, New Jersey, and he gave a speech in which he touted the fact that he would like to demilitarize the police and get mm-hmm. rid of certain types of weaponry and things like that in camden huh well the f- camden, the fucking war zone it, apparently they've done a better job there because they've gone after like a low level offenses like it's the broken windows kind of theory where it's yeah, like if you yeah. get the small offenses then you stop the bigger offenses there's that we don't need to get so into they're just locking thing. up a ton of people yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that's we could get into that maybe another time but right but that's yeah. maybe not the best example but Point being, he gave this speech about demilitarization. I have a one-minute clip we'll listen to. I brought a clip from Fox News where this guy, uh, Peter Johnson Jr., who's like one of their legal analysts, mm-hmm. he gave a response to it uh, with Steve Ducey, the dumbest mm, guy Steve. on television. And it's it made me mad, so I figured I'd play it for you guys and we could have a little discussion about this before we get into other stuff. The other stuff I do want to get into that I think is going to be really good, and then, mm-hmm. Joe, you have some topics at the end, uh, the Christian terrorist thing, like I mentioned, yeah. we can get into that. And then the U.S. has released bin Laden's, quote, bookshelf, a a bunch Hmm. of documents and letters and things, suspiciously a week after the Cy Hirsch article coming out saying everything about the bin Laden raid was false. Now, all of a sudden, they have this these documents. Is it a distraction? Hmm, Uh I don't know. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let's get into this clip about uh, police demilitarization. This is President Obama talking about such a topic on the military-style equipment that the federal government uh, has in the past provided to state and local law enforcement agencies. You know, we've seen how militarized gear can sometimes give people a feeling like there's an occupying force as opposed to a force that's part of the community that's protecting them and serving them. Can alienate and intimidate local residents and send the wrong message. So we're going to prohibit some equipment made for the battlefield that is not appropriate for local police departments. Which is a fucking obvious, right? Like, yes. Should that even have to be said? Like, we made this weaponry to fight war, not give out parking tickets. Yeah, no, they had those, they had those uh, tanks in Fairfield. 
which is the, all those like highly funded police departments like though they're they're the, they're the first to get those things and like yeah fairfield connecticut has those you know those like big like black like yes. war zone vehicles like those swat vehicles yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. they have those they have all of those things and like and all and we were talking about this today all the police cars now they're just black or, n- or not even black and they're like these like slick like yes these undercover uh, police these chevy cars, yeah. like these souped up chevys and shit and for like they're nice like they have all these n- all this nice equipment and right. it's like what are you doing with it right you're yeah. you're writing speeding tickets in fairfield that's what you're yes, doing yes there's not there's no equipment. fucking violent crime yeah out there. right it, it's completely silly all right let's just finish up with this and then we'll get to the uh the fox clip because that was uh ridiculous you know there's other equipment that may be needed in certain cases but only with proper training so we're going to ensure that departments have what they need but also that they have the training to use it if we as a society aren't willing to deal honestly with issues of race. Uh-oh, that's where you just went off the rails for Fox. Uh-oh. And we can't just expect police departments to solve these problems. Okay. So good, good point. Two mm-hmm. points he makes at the end of that that are important. Training. Even if you're going to accept that the cops should have these like advanced militaristic, they should weaponry, know how to use them. They should know how to use them, which they're not getting the training. They train themselves how to use it. Oh god! And then on top of that, right? If we we know that there are racial issues in the country, whether they are built into the system or there's just prejudice or whatever it is, it's not the cops' job to fix that. It's their job to have the proper interaction between them and anybody they're dealing with. That's a, a citizen. Mm-hmm. But the issues of race and things like that can't be solved by the police. They have to be solved in a larger context, Mm -hmm. and that will naturally trickle down to the cops in the way that that behavior is managed. Okay. So I wanted to play that clip just for context. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, while we're sitting here, you guys agree, right? Like we said, the cops don't need this type of weapon. Oh, not at all. Uh, It's not taking away their guns and things like that because the Fox clip is absurd, and we can get into that in a minute. It's not. It's not that they're going to be unprotected or not have uh, the ability to do their job. They're just not going to have tanks and like, um, you know, flash bombs and things. Things that are is it um, is is it their guns? I don't think it makes a difference with their uh, guns. I don't think they because I think standard the standard issue guns are the same thing. I think when it comes to this stuff, it's the tanks and the things like like that. Yeah, it's like the heavy artillery shit that they don't need. Right, and a lot of it on top of that is done. They're still going to have their. I'm sorry, they're still going to have their like M4s and shit. Like the SWAT team's still going to be good enough to handle what they need. Of course, to go into. Well, also I I think what he's trying to hint at too, though, is maybe they're not going to be like all padded up like you do. Like you saw during the protests, yeah. Like, well, you see people he, running in like they're on in a war zone, yes. right? Yeah. They don't look like cops; they look like military or SWAT, which yeah, so, is unnecessary. So, so I feel it's more about that, maybe trying Absolutely. to like unarm yeah. the cops so people don't get so tense. Oh my God, they're of sending course. the guys in, of course. Um, and meanwhile, that's not absolving anybody that you know attacks the police in a riot, of course. But they still don't. But but right, like you just said, yeah. it's it is a obvious provocation when you show up to a peaceful protest because that's how they always are when they start and whatever. The agitation comes from, uh, like Obama said, an occupying force showing up. And yes, it, it seems adversarial when it doesn't have to be that. 
Sure. Uh, the other point I just wanted to make real quick, the ACLU had a report called The War Comes Home mm-hmm. where it details this, and you guys can read that. And basically it was saying a lot of this stuff was done in the guise of the war on drugs, which we know is a fucking failure and you know n- unnecessary. So mm-hmm. that's something you can look into if you wanted to like read a little bit more about it. Let me play this Fox clip because I think it's really worth uh, okay. listening to. All right. So this is Peter Johnson Jr. Uh, talking about this to Steve Ducey. All right. Here we go. Like that, President Obama now placing limits on military equipment, certain kinds of equipment for our local police officers in an effort to improve community relations. Well, talk about communities. There have been 25 homicides in Baltimore in 28 days, and police there recently had to run from rocks being thrown by protesters. Rocks. Really? So part of the what, how he's framing this debate right now is that they threw rocks at them, so they need tanks. Is that... Yeah, accurate. That's yes. That All right. Yeah. So is this a good idea? Yes. Fox News legal analyst Peter Johnson Jr. joins us live. Peter. Yeah, this is the, uh, a major battle in the war on police waged by the White House. Do you guys think there's a war on police being waged by the White House? No. No, I mean, you can answer if you do, but it, it, in what way is there a war no, on I police? Don't. Okay. In my view, what we're saying now, this is the Treaty of Versailles. This is the demilitarization of Wait, Japan and Germany. After- yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, it's what? The- he's, he's, he's framing this in terms of disar- like disarming a nation after a world war. That, that's what yeah. he's like. How many police did. officers got off with murder and made your news this year? Right. Well, doesn't seem like a war to me. Yeah, if it is, they're winning yeah. that war, right? <laughs> wow. Uh, but that's the other thing. Like, this guy's putting it in the context of adversarial yeah. that's not how this is supposed to work police are no, not right. supposed to be i mean no, it's to worst protect case, and to serve. right worst case scenario they're there to quell uh, unrest mm-hmm. if necessary their job is just to protect the citizens though essentially yes. right okay uh for those of you that you're not if you're not watching on daily motion the crawl under this guy talking says police under restraint banned bayonets certain camouflage tanks hmm. okay yeah reasonable please i have no yeah Fine, no problem with that. <laughs> Are bayonets necessary? They're, they would not be in any circumstance. Right. To post-World War II, and so we're saying the police are in fact warriors, mm-hmm. they're not protectors, they're not guardians as the president should be, and that they alienate our community. And that somehow police equipment, including batons, including high-caliber weapons, including camouflage equipment, somehow provokes unrest and disturbances mm-hmm. in America. I love how this guy can't wrap his head around that. Like when you see a cop walking down the street with his blue, like his you know his blue shirt, whatever you go, oh, it's a cop. You're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. you you go, you know, you may be straightened up, but you're not immediately threatened by that. When you see a guy walking around with like a bulletproof vest, on, you see the goddamn SWAT camo, team coming here. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, especially if you're in a fucking poor neighborhood and you know that uh, you know if you're a person of color. Probably nine times out of ten, it's going to be a problem when this guy walks out. Well, you're just aware of the world you live in nowadays. Yeah, of course. Well, this guy like, apparently like, isn't. Well, no, this guy definitely isn't. <laughs> this guy's but, in a bubble, yeah. But it, but that's because he probably gets paid really well, and he probably lives in, you know, in a neighbor. I don't know where. Yeah, he, I don't he, know where they shoot this, but whatever. He right. probably lives in a nice area and probably yeah. doesn't ever encounter this. So fine, like, but. That's not yeah. How how could that like bother people? Of course, it would fucking bother right. people. It, it, it gives you that sense of what what's happening here. Of like, course, what, is there a, like 
there's something I should be worried about because you're dressed that way. Right. Like, that. that's just what you think, naturally. Well, and especially when you, you like, camouflage immediately, yeah, you know like, what, what that's associated with. Or when with, they're like, in that, like, all black, yes, like... Yes, the SWAT, yeah. like, the, like outfit, that's yeah. Like, that's even scarier. Like, fuck the camo, the all black shit with, right. like, with the full face mask, like... Like they're portrayed in a lot of movies nowadays, or, like or a breakfast defector commercial, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> nice, Taco Bell, or whatever. Yeah, no, but it, it is it's yeah. scary, but, but, man. Uh, but, but here's my question: In what instance would they ever need a tank? Well, you know, in case the, like the the CVS is under attack. <laughs> no, but seriously, in what case do you need a no, goddamn you tank? You, you don't. You know, the only time the police use these heavy artillery vehicles in like in like tank areas tank. like mine and stuff yeah. are are uh, natural disasters. Yes. Are, oh, are like oh. during Sandy and during um, right, but that's Nemo what the national, and stuff like that. That's what the National Guard exactly. is for. Exactly, that's, that's the whole point. They're they rolling through those big in those big things like because. Those big like tank things yeah, because course, they're the water's right. up. Super oh, okay. right. but that's it. That's the only time they ever use them. Right. The, the, going back to this ACLU report mm-hmm. that I read, and obviously we've seen a lot of these clips, they'll call in SWAT for like low-level drug things where they yeah. go into somebody's house without a warrant and they bust in, and it's like they turn it into where they kill people's dogs yeah. and they like shoot people, and it turns into a whole thing. Yeah. Why do you think that's happening? It's because you have these untrained, mm. I want to be military, but I'm not military, small-town cops that show up thinking that they're Judge Dredd and they turn everything into a massive problem. Great reference. Obviously. Great reference. Thanks, babe. So, understand this, America. Riots are caused by the police wearing camouflage and getting certain (laughs) military uh, uh, equipment in in the United States. We saw what happened in Baltimore when the police had no equipment, were standing there solitary, alone, by themselves, or being pelted by rocks. This guy is such an asshole apologist. Like, are you crazy? Do you really think that the cops are standing there with, quote, no equipment? Like... They didn't have guns. They didn't have tasers. They didn't have their shields yeah, when they were yeah. getting rocks thrown at them. Are you them? out of yeah. your fucking mind? First of all, if rocks is all that's getting thrown at them, great. I'd be thrilled if I was a cop. I'd be like, okay, they're not shooting me. They're throwing fucking rocks at me. So what? I'll get a welt. You have all these like rubber bullets and crap that you're shooting at people. Did you see did this Peter Johnson guy see the video of the uh, protester with his hands up getting thrown into the back of a fucking SWAT van oh, on God, camera? Yeah. No, I guess he wasn't paying attention to that with the uh, the the wall of of black uh, outfitted police thing. This guy's such an asswipe, but this is why I wanted to play this. I believe in in safe streets, safe city. I saw it with Mayor Dinkins here in, in New York City. We hired six thousand more police officers. We put together the increase the peace core to bring peace to communities throughout the city i believe in community policing but let's not demonize the police and not say that they are the problem they They are are part of the the problem problem. they are part part of the the solution let the politicians say yeah we've screwed up we haven't done what we're supposed to be doing and don't blame the police president is blaming the police that's wrong well the president said dude i I don't even know what to say. Well, they're that. having an argument that's not the argument. Like no, he's, it's not. It's, it's just completely false. It's right. like what you're talking about. This is all well and good. Your little argument you're having, but it's not the case. Um, no, this isn't what's really going on. That's that. I'm glad you said that because that's part of the reason why I brought the clip. It gives you an idea. Fox is the most widely viewed cable news channel. Okay. People watch it religiously, or they have it on in the background, or whatever. But, and they good. No, good. Isn't it wildly like negatively viewed? What do you mean? 
No, I you I, don't I, think like Fox News. I feel like is the butt of like every joke of every person who's not who doesn't lean that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but that's the that's the that's the difference though. But there is no. Um, like MSNBC is always quoted as like the 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 antithesis to Fox. That's like their yeah, their rival. Sure, yeah. But the amount of people that watch Fox as compared to the people that watch MSNBC is staggering. The amount of people that are watching Fox, and the quality of the programming on Fox, while I disagree with a lot of the content of it, uh, the the production value of it is quite high compared to what's on MSNBC. Yeah, so yes, it is the butt of a joke. But for the you know millions and millions of people that watch it all the time every day, they're not listening to what we're saying. They're listening to what this Peter Johnson guy is saying, having an argument with no one. But that becomes the reinforced ideology because they're watching it all the time. And especially you'll find a lot of times Fox is always on in the background. It's on mute, and you just read the the crawl. And yeah, the crawl yeah. says that's, that's police under restraint. Obama's banning blah blah blah. Like yes. that's the story, yeah. you know. And my question is what does he mean when he said that the politicians have failed us? I I'm not following what he I, means by I that. you know, I think he's just saying essentially like Obama's blaming the cops for, you know, policies that he's put in place. I mean, uh, Oh, you know, okay. I, it just in, in context it makes no sense to me. Well, out of context it doesn't make any sense <laughs> either. Uh, all right, let's just finish this up and then we'll, uh, we'll move on. And once again it goes to the optics. He said that he doesn't want uh, the police rolling up in like a half track sure. because then our police look like an occupying force. I'll tell you what, Peter, if there's a riot going on in my neighborhood, I want the police to bring oh. everything they've got to my neighborhood of to course, protect and me. All- the, I want to bring the tank and just put it right in front of There's not going to be a riot on Park Avenue, dummy, where you yeah. live. Like, ugh. Old people do. Poor people, rich people, white people, black people, people of every color. But people, here's people. the issue. If you're the president, you... Out in these streets? Yeah, it's not going to happen, man. You can't stir the plot. You can't create a vicious cycle where there's more disrespect for the police. We need to create a culture of respect for the police. Sure. There could the police are the second most respected thing behind the military. Like yes. or the fire department, right? It's like military, fire department, police. Uh, yeah. Right. Probably. They're very well respected. By and large, a lot of cops do the right thing. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about should they have what like military grade equipment? No, no, we don't accept that. Unless there's a zombie apocalypse, and then I will sure. 100% zombie agree apo- with them, the yeah. tanks. I hate I hate those fucking zombie uh, people, people that think that <laughs> zombie shit's going to happen. Yeah. It's like, what are you worried about? No, there's like scientists who like, there are, there's those shows where there's like scientists who are like, it's going to happen. And yeah. it's like, no, it's, it's not. It's probably not, yeah. Knowledge they've made mistakes. If they kill someone, indict them and put them in jail forever. If they've done something wrong, jail them for a long, long time. (laughs) Let's say we won't allow that. But at the same time, don't give credence to violence. The president is saying, no, I'm not giving credence to violence. But what he's saying is that a huge part of the problem and what happened in Ferguson, even if there was no racial crime, what's happened in Baltimore and other places is racially driven by the police, and they need to be taken down a notch. Uh, okay. So anyway, so he that. just yeah right. Okay. Yes. The yes. Obama did. That's what he said. You heard him. We played yeah. his clip, and he said, "I'm taking the police down a notch. Fuck them. Mm. They're all racist." Like, shut up. This guy's such an asshole. All right. Anyway, just wanted to play that. It's stupid, and mm-hmm. I am a hundred percent in favor of the police being demilitarized. Of course. Yes. That's right. I mean, what what are we even debating? Like, that's obvious. Um. All right. Two quick things, and then Joey, we're going to get to you because then we're going to mm-hmm. wrap up in a little bit. Um, we t- this is going to be quick. I just wanted to bring this up to point out the like kind of hypocrisy of it. I, I don't know. I had some thoughts. What 
I kind of want to hear what he did. So what did he oh. do? Your Christian friend. Oh, no, that's that's to come. We, that's to come. Okay. Yes. Uh, the U.S. <laughs> released bin Laden's bookshelf. It's oh, a website bookshelf. that you okay. can go to that has uh, hundreds of letters, documents, book titles seized supposedly during the May 2011 raid uh, in Abbottabad that we detailed last week. The Cy Hirsch article that was basically... Which is not true. Uh, was Mein Kampf in there? No, it wasn't. But there was a lot of conspiracy theory type books, things about 9-11 conspiracy theories. Weird stuff that you'd be like, huh, why did Bin Laden have that? That Dave planted there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of the sites ran with, like a lot of websites mm-hmm. ran with this Al-Qaeda application form okay. that they supposedly found. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I don't want to yeah. get into, but you can find it if you really want to look into it. It's stupid. Um what I find interesting about this, though, is that it follows a week after this stuff comes out. Yes. Where we find out that the CIA is extremely deceptive. A lot of what they told us, most of what they told us it's about the bullshit, Bin Laden is bullshit. Now, all of a sudden, they have documents. Why, why Magically. Else? Yeah, why are they being declassified a week after this comes out? You would have never seen them if that article didn't come Because out. it took them a week to write the, the article. Well, that's, the, uh, that is how I feel the about reports. it. What reason would we have to believe anything about this raid when the CIA has had no proof to the contrary of what... Cy Hirsch has been saying. Why would we believe this? This is a distraction. Mm-hmm. That's why this shit is out there. It's to make people be like, oh, Al-Qaeda has an application for him. And forget about the fact that all the other shit they said was completely untrue. And it works. That's what's frustrating. So I just want to put that out there. Take everything that you see about this thing with a grain of salt. Do your research about these things and don't just take it at face value. This is a distraction. Did they give us any like interesting reads like... Was Fifty Shades of Grey there? Was the Prince there? Like, what what books did he have? Anything interesting? Um, there. W- How about a bomb by? Uh, no, a lot of it was uh, policy stuff. A lot of it was about like conspiracy theories about like the Federal Reserve, like things that you would want to know if you were running, I guess, a multi-national uh, organization mm-hmm. uh, like Al Qaeda. I mean. Again, it's I'm taking it with a grain of salt. I didn't really yeah. take it too seriously. I mean, I looked at the list and I went over some of the stuff, but I, I don't necessarily believe that any of this is true. Um, here's something I wanted to bring. So I'm putting that out there because yes. that's going to be out in the news. Understand that. Like, it's probably not true. Why? Why all of a sudden? It, it's a PR move by the CIA. Well, because I'm thinking if you've been Laden... You're under house arrest. You have nothing else to do. Yeah, maybe, he's probably reading books. May, maybe but. he's got a few good books there. That's fine, but it's irrelevant. Explain to me what, what happened on the raid. That Why you lied about that? Okay, they're never going to do that. This is something else that I found in my travels mm-hmm. that kind of fits into this that, that I find interesting. Uh, it involves my pal Dick Cheney, who I no, not Dick tr- again. truly cannot stand. Um, it's important. I want to put this out there because it's important to remember that who was in charge when 9-11 happened. It's important to remember who was in charge uh, in the months and years following 9-11 and the decisions that were made. They fall squarely on one administration and don't ever forget that. So this, this is something I just wanted to read. Okay. There was an article from The Intercept, and I figured this was a good place to, to put this in. Mike Morell, who was a former acting CIA director and wrote a book called The Great War of Our Time, The CIA's Fight Against Terrorism. He's mm-hmm. talking about uh, right before 9-11, the memos that were posted. Okay. okay. This is a quote from the book. 
The threat reporting continued in the spring and summer of 2001. Other pieces were titled Bin Laden Attacks May Be Imminent and Bin Laden Planning High-Profile Attacks. But I sensed some skepticism about it. The vice president one morning asked me whether all this threat reporting might not be deception on the part of Al-Qaeda, purposely designed to get our attention and to get us to needlessly expand resources in response. According to Morell, who was then in charge of the daily presidential intelligence briefing, he said that the CIA felt they needed to produce a report titled Osama bin Laden threats are real. So, <laughs> bin, so Cheney didn't believe it to the extent that they had to make a memo being like, a title. all those memos are real. Yes, they're real. Why, why are you pretending like they're not real and you're not getting the information? Because I don't want to relig- relitigate the whole thing, but I contend that more could have been done to stop 9-11 and 9-11 was preventable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bin Laden, this is what's interesting. We can move on. Bin Laden in 2004, which fits into the Cy Hirsch thing, yes. he was in the Hindu Kush from 2001 to 2006. He would be around to make quotes and have things to say. He said, all that we have mentioned has made it easy for us to provoke and bait this administration, obviously referring to Bush. All that we have to do is to send two Muhaj- Muha- whatever Muhajideen to the furthest point east to raise a piece of cloth on which is written Al-Qaeda in order to make the generals race there to cause America to suffer human, economic, and political losses without their achieving for it anything of note other than some benefits for their private companies, oh. which I love. Bin Laden got exactly the way that Cheney and them were running things. He was like, oh, we just have to pretend that we did something over there and they'll go waste money. Blood, and they come treasure. find us. Yeah, yeah. And, and whatever. And then in 2006, he ends up in Pakistan in a prison in Abbottabad. Anyway, I just want to put that out there. The Bush administration did not take any of the warnings they got. Seriously. No. They doubted them. They thought that Bin Laden was pretending to do stuff to get it's like a whole story. Meanwhile, he did do that in 2001. They ignored that, and then uh, whatever. I just want to put that out there. It's mm-hmm. very frustrating. He ignored all the warnings. Okay, we can move on from that. You ready for this Christian terrorist thing? Yes, this is what I, I I've been waiting for this one. All right, relax. Well, because do you know what it means to be Christian? To act, I do. I have Christ a deep, I have a deep like. faith, Joe. Yes, Christopher is Christ bearer. What would Jesus Christ do? That's nice. Okay, so now that we have a Christian. Please tell me what this Christian would do in Jesus' name. Uh, sure will, Joey. I'll tell you that. Robert Doggart, a 63-year-old from Tennessee, admitted in federal court to planning an attack on a Muslim community in New York. Uh, in Hancock, New York, there's a uh, very large African Ameri- uh, African Muslim population there. Okay. Like 200 people live there. It's called Islamburg. Like it's 200 like, <laughs> people live there? Two hundred, like uh, of this Muslim community. I mean, there's more people there, but it's like it's a very large Muslim community. How is that a large Muslim community in New York? Like a little pocket of people there. Two hundred. Yeah, that's a lot of like a large group of people that left the city. They went up there. Oh, oh, they, like, started their um, own thing. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I missed that part. Oh, okay. of like leaving the city. Yeah, to yeah, go yeah, yeah, do yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yes. I got, I got. So they're up there. They're doing their okay. thing. Uh, fine. I don't have a problem with yeah, that. You, yeah, whatever. yeah. Leave them alone. Go do your thing. Yeah. This place, this is Lomberg, has been a uh, target of the right wing for years. I saw some clips online of that idiot Lou Dobbs talking about them. And there's a lot of other people where they've they've made claims that like, oh, they're planning terrorist activity. None, none of that. No, they're been just true. living their lives. Yeah, it, they're just up there doing their thing. Yes. Okay. So I have some quotes about this, but I want to say uh, this article that I found is called "America Snores When Christian Terrorists Threatens to Massacre Muslims" by this guy Dean Obadalia who writes for the Daily Beast, who I've seen a couple of times. I'm not crazy about the guy. He's a little annoying. But okay. listen, buddy, the Mandatory Samson podcast is on top of it. You're right. We If we're going to go after Islamist fundamentalists, we're going to go after this the guy's people who do things in Christ's name. Yeah, stop being a silly goose. I, I'm on it. I'm with you, buddy. 
Um, this Robert Doggart, a little background on him before we get into some of the stuff that he said. Ooh, nice background. He was an, he's an ordained Christian minister. Okay. Uh, he served in the U.S. Naval Sea Cadet Corps, and he has a Ph.D. from LaSalle. What's the Sea Cadet Corps? Is I don't know. Like I guess it's the like the roll of the seals. Yeah, it's. I guess it could be something like that. So wait, so we get an. So we have a Navy SEAL who is a minister, virtually. Correct. Okay, continue. Well, no, he's not a Navy SEAL. Don't. But give him that okay, yeah, fine. Don't give him that. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. they've fine. they so the FBI was tracking this guy for a while. They have wiretaps of him talking to militia groups in Texas and South Carolina. Okay. And these are some of his quotes. We're not going to get, but I just want to cover this because I, again, yeah, if we're going to go after Islam, people who are extreme there, you better believe I'm going to go after people who are Christian yes. and extreme too. I don't support it. Okay. Uh, these are some of his quotes. Our small group will soon be faced with the fight of our lives. Okay. We will offer those lives as collateral to prove our commitment to our God. We shall be warriors who inflict horrible numbers of casualties upon the enemies of our nation and world peace. So this guy thinks that... In what world does he think Jesus Christ wants him to go out and kill the Muslims? Well, it's this kind of a skewed view of how, what Jesus, the guy whose nickname is Prince of Peace, uh, <laughs> that was literally his nickname, and he <laughs> always <laughs> said, turn the other cheek, Yes, treat others as you want to be treated. Yes. Like, Jesus was as, you know, uh, clear about this as possible. Like, yes. You really shouldn't hurt other people. Yeah, I'm pretty the sure he said that a few point times. Point number one should be don't hurt other people. Yes. Okay. Uh, continues... We will be cruel to them, and we will burn down their buildings. And if anybody attempts to harm us in any way, we will take them down. He also detailed the weapons he would use in the attack, including an M4 military assault rifle, <laughs> armor-piercing ammunition, explosive pistols, and a machete. Because explosive pistols. Explosive pistols. That sounds crazy. Yeah, empty the it clip and like you just... James throw. Bond. <laughs> yeah. Um, he goes, because, quote, if it gets down to the machete, we will cut them to shreds. I understand that if it's necessary to die in this attack, then there's, that's a good way to die. So basically, this guy is doing exactly what he would be pissed about in like Islamic fundamentalism, where people show up and, and they blow, they yes. blow themselves up right in the name of God. This guy is just that for Christians. Yes. That's what he is. It's just the, the shoes on the other foot. Right, exactly. Yes, it's just the other side of the coin, but yes. he's doing exactly the same thing. Now, I will say this. Is this common as common as Islamic fundamentalism is right now? No. But still just still, it's still just as unacceptable. Right. And this should be covered. But it won't be. And to the point, yeah, Fox isn't going to cover this shit because a lot of their viewing audience is Christian, I would assume, and they don't want to hear this stuff. That's just... That's true. All it's right. A, what? Good. No, I missed that it said explosives, comma, pistols, not explosive pistols. I was like, what the fuck is an explosive Wait, see, pistol? See, here's the thing I don't get. Okay, so you have 200 people living their lives. They're not bothering anybody. They're out in the boondocks or oh, where the fuck they are. doesn't uh -huh. matter. And this guy, for some reason, who's been in the military, was a minister, gets his broad idea that God told him or wants him to go out and kill these people who are not bothering anybody. Because that's what he wants him to do. It just, it just seems batshit crazy to me. Well, of course it is batshit crazy. Yeah, he's gonna go to jail over this. And he ran for president, by the way. He tried oh, to run for president. Oh, he did. Yeah. Weird. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. A couple, two elections ago, I guess. He didn't win. Spoiler alert. Oh, oh. Speaking about that, um, I I saw an article today, and it said that the Fox News wants to hold the debate count to ten. 
to have only 10 people debate when they first do the uh, presidential debates. Yeah, sure. That's that's democratic. Uh, yeah. Nah, you can't be up there. We only have an hour. <laughs> we, we have other. We have Peter Johnson on here talking about nonsense. We can't dedicate <laughs> a little more time to the presidential election. Yeah, of course. Because the more goons they get on that stage, the worse it's going to be for them. Yes. Best case scenario, it's three for them. They, they got to get rid of the nuts quick in a debate scenario because how do you read them out quickly you can't can't. that's going to be their ultimately their problem because the the more crazies you have up there they're just going to try to outright wing each other that's going to be awesome and it pushes the debate so out of the mainstream that by the time they get back to a general election it's almost impossible to recover from so okay that's all I got today. Um, Joey, you, I believe, brought a couple of topics that yes, I would like to get into. Yes, I would. Um, listen, before we get to that, yes. does it, Andy, do you have a song that you would like to play? Uh, oh, yeah, we talked about it before. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do uh, Glycerine by Bush from Woodstock of what, 94? It was 94, yeah, right? 94, yeah. yeah, nice we're choice. Do it from there. Yeah, I love that choice. I Bush is one of my favorite bands. Uh, that was like one of my favorite CDs, 16 Stone. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I love Bush, and so that's a terrific uh, well, just, pick. Um, listen to the song, but if you have a chance, go watch the video because uh, I believe well, there were like 400,000 people there, right? I don't know if that's the number, but it was it at was, least no, but it was people, no, yeah. no, no. It was at least two hundred. Oh, okay. I know right. that to be factual, and I think it was even more than that because that was like the second, second or third day of it, I believe. Oh, okay. Like, so I think it was like really high at that point, and like, um, you see him playing the show from the stage, and when they show his view, you can't see the amount of people end. Yeah, that's awesome. like like there's a horizon cut off, and there's still people going. Like, right. And this is basically, for this song anyway, this is basically one guy playing a guitar to that amount of people. Like, that that's insane. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy, and it's like, very hard to it's a moment. replicate that. Yeah, it's a yeah, moment, exactly. Like that's something huge, so um, enjoy it. All right, cool, yeah. So we're going to have the live version of uh, Glycerin from Woodstock 94. Great song choice. I love it. Now, Joey, yes. please continue. Okay. In California, Southern California, there has been a huge oil spill. Turns out that there is a 24-inch pipeline that burst. Okay. The company that owns the pipeline is Plains All-American Pipeline LP. (laughs) And the chairman and the CEO, Greg Armstrong, had this to say about the incident. We deeply, deeply regret that this incident has occurred at all. So the pipeline, yeah. So the pipeline has been there since uh, '91. Okay. As I said, it's 24 inches thick. Apparently, it just erupted. As of (laughs) now, they've cleaned up. So so sexual (laughs) sounding. 24 inches thick. (laughs) It's erupted. (laughs) Got too excited. (laughs) They've cleaned up 6,000 gallons. Have mopped up 6,000 gallons of oil, which, by the way, as you guys know, is a bitch to clean up. Forget bitch. It's impossible. Uh, Like. They're they're never going to be able to clean that up. That's why I, I actually am kind of annoyed that you have this that I didn't bring. I had this whole thing about Shell that I want to talk about too because they they want to drill in the Arctic. Yeah, and there's an eighty five percent chance of a fuck up. But they're like, no, no, we're oh still good god, yeah, Impo- That's uh, okay. Whatever. Good. Maybe we'll get into that next so, week. So as of now, the number that they're giving us is more than a. I think it's more than a hundred. Thousand gallons. Yeah, I mean, that's... has spewed out. Right. They've cleaned up six, and they guarantee have cleaned 20, up twenty thousand, and twenty thousand <laughs> of it has already made it to the Pacific Ocean. Great. 
Which is, you know how that does to the wildlife and shit. Yeah, well, that was part of the uh, the, sh- the thing I was reading about. Uh, there's been like a mass die-off of dolphins, and it's 100% yeah. related to the Deepwater Horizon uh, spill. Mm-hmm. That like, it kills them all, they get sick, you know. Yeah, you're right. The, the, the environmental impact that these spills have yes. is mind-blowing. It's almost impossible to come back from these things. And we have to be looking for a different way. Yes. Not only that, but the thing that is uh, Jerry Brown, the governor of California, obviously has called a state of emergency to cut the red tape so they can come and clean up easier. Here's my question. Like, this just happened. Uh-huh. So shouldn't we now go, okay, so we have to clean up this mess. But here's an idea. Why don't we go look at all the other fucking pipelines that have been in this country for God knows how long, and maybe they might have to be replaced or... Maybe we didn't use the right materials when they were building it. Well, who we's going to do that? Well, um, you're right. No one's going to do it. No, no, no. But I'm, I, I'm not. I'm asking you, like the Environmental Protection co- Agency. Maybe yeah, they, hey, we have a pipe that's only from 1991. Yeah, they're gonna, which is not that long ago. So they're going to go around check every pipeline in the country and then tell the corporations you have to fix these. And go, okay, but why can't and they're not they do going that? to? It, isn't that their job? They're underfunded. There's not enough people to do oh, it. Bullshit. No, there's it's not always bullshit. enough people. There is simply not enough people to do it. To be hired on those bullshit construction Who, jobs, you can't pay enough people to do that. I guarantee. You fr- the federal government doing it? Do you know the fight that they get in Congress to try to raise yeah. EPA funds? It's not happening. Yeah. And then you're talking about corporate responsibility. There, for them, when they put a pipeline in, that's a necessary expense to go back and try to fix that prematurely before it bursts or whatever. They're not going to fucking do that. That's a yeah. waste of money for them. They're not interested in being environmentally responsible. They're interested in making money. But for the sake of argument, if they're going to be stuck paying for the cleanup and for everything, in this case, wouldn't it be more cost effective to prevent such an no. incident from happening Absolute, than it would be to clean not. it up? No, because they'll pay the fine. They'll pay the fine. Oh, and then it's taxpayers' and, uh, money cleans it up anyway. Yeah. Well, they don't have to worry about it. My mom actually just texted me. She's watching the stream. Hi. She says the spill as of last night is nine miles long. Oh, good God. Ooh. So that's pretty big. Ugh. Yeah, it's not great. Could we just light it on fire? Yeah, we probably should. I think it's a good idea. No, they use corrects <laughs> it. They use that shit that gets in there and like supposedly breaks it up. But that, it. but that gets into people's lungs. People that are cleaning it, it kills all the animals. It fucks up the wildlife. All them like, ducks. It just, yeah, it yeah. destroys. Yeah, I was it. showing you pictures of. It's very sad. That they in those Dawn commercials, they wash yes. them off with the Dawn soap. I hate those. Good commercials. for you, Dawn. Make me sad, but they're doing. They're helping. Yeah. Uh, all right, Why Joey. Why is washing a baby duck? It makes me make sad because they look because it's like his mom. Oh, because he's all displaced. Yeah. yeah he's no. God. So sad. <laughs> uh, Joe, do you have another topic? And or? just, I just wanted to do a quick hit. My boy Ray Rice, a judge. What? Why is he your boy? Because I pray to God that Philadelphia signs him, and the Philadelphia Eagles will have the dream team. Can I? You saw the video, history. right? Yeah. Can I just explain to you that this guy? It's. I think he should be allowed to play football again, but to refer to a guy who. Knocked out his wife pretty clearly on camera. Why, why is he your boy? Yeah, why? Only when there's a football in his hand. That don't be stupid. No, that's, you're gonna catch that's, shit. That's, that's, what? Because I, he's a role no, model. No, not even. I ex- why is he a role model? No, no, I'm saying it, it, I expect the androids, the Samsonites, and maybe some conscienced nobodies <laughs> to attack Joey over this because yeah. that's fu- it's ridiculous. Like. Okay, I think he should be allowed to go back and ply his trade. Yes, yes, he's obviously a scumbag, but 
that's his job. It's unfortunate that his job comes with a giant paycheck, mm-hmm. but that is what he's qualified to do. He's not going to go do something else. He is a football player. He should be allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's not pretend that the guy's like a good guy. He's an asshole. He, he fucking knocked that chick out. Yes. Brutally. And, and then she agreed to marry him. After the fact? Yes. The well, let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Okay. If you were in a relationship with somebody since high school, school. you probably didn't come from the greatest background, which I think has been well established from the two of them. Mm -hmm. You're dating this guy. You probably have accepted some of his flaws that he's like going to punch you once in a while. Yeah, he's a human. He makes mistakes. Would you leave him after he's got the $50 million contract? Or are you willing maybe to like stick it out a little bit despite the fact that it's probably not an ideal situation? Here's a question for you. What do you think about that? At what point does money replace your life? She's not dead. She got punched in the face. Yeah, but the next time she gets punched, she might not be That's true, but people are definitely willing to take some risks. Well, and especially when you come from a situation like that. Of course. A situation like that to the one you're in now. Right. She spent her whole life with this guy. I hate making this fucking argument. No, I'm not making an excuse for him. But 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 it's definitely there. Right. It's like, it's... No, it's a legitimate Sad, but would I take a punch in the face every, like, (laughs) six months to live very, very comfortably like that high... Sure. High level lifestyle, maybe. Absolutely. And you know, look, like not not that a woman should do that. No, I meant me as a man. I, I know personally. what you're saying. And and like the thing is, you're gonna judge her like oh, well, she married him anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who are abused uh have a difficult time getting out of those abusive relationships for one reason or another. And yeah, when you add the incentive possibly of cash, mm-hmm. she probably does love this guy. She's been with him for a long time. Probably you're willing yeah. to make excuses for people you love. It's a shitty situation. Yeah, that's true too. You know, like yeah, yeah, that you yes. don't factor in. You're right. always able to make excuses for people. Right. Oh, love. he doesn't do it all the time. He, you know, yeah. he only no, does it right. once in a while. I get I he has a stressful it. job. Right. Like, I, I shouldn't have done it. Blah right. blah blah. Right. And yeah. also factor in the amount of time they've been together. I've known you for fucking twenty years. Do you think I'm going to just stop talking to you now? No. Even though I want to, you're here. <laughs> I'm going to make excuses for you. Yay! All right. Uh, is that all you got, Joey? Yes. All right, uh, so I thought this was a really good episode. Uh, Little Joe, thank you for producing the program. Thank you for the information about Twin Peaks. I really appreciate it. Uh, (laughs) It was crucial to the uh, conversation. Um, Listen, guys, if you want to hear more episodes of this podcast, you can go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. Please subscribe. We're almost at 700 subscribers on SoundCloud, which I'm extremely excited about. We really appreciate it. Uh, You guys help us out a lot. You can leave comments on there. I love the comments. Joey just got his account set up. Yep. Uh, so if you want to leave comments about this Ray Rice deal, anything else that we talked about, Andy gets on there. He answers some comments. I do too. It's great. We love getting in conversations with you guys. We appreciate the feedback. You can also go on dailymotion.com slash stand up New York labs. You can watch the video of this episode. We've been really good about getting the, uh, the episodes up, which is great. And, uh, so you can watch that. You can also go on Twitter to get, what were you pointing at? Oh, Polar Seltzer? Yeah. This episode is unofficially sponsored by Polar <laughs> Seltzer. I'm drinking raspberry lime today. It's an excellent summer flavor. Feel free to mix it maybe with a little alcohol. It's a, it's a nice drink. Andy's showing off the beautiful Ethica underwear that he's wearing. Beautiful. I, he looks terrific in them. They seem extremely comfortable. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, I'm at Mansamp. This guy's at Joey from Jersey, Jersey with a Z. The gentleman across from me is at A underscore Lozy, L-O-Z-Z-I. Uh, you can also email us at mandatory Samson at gmail.com. I really appreciate those emails. Uh, and it's great to hear from you guys. Oh, Snapchat. I'm at man Sam. Send me, you know, whatever, whatever you want. I, I like, uh, Hooters. 
Yeah, if you guys are at Twin Peaks especially, <laughs> let me know. Uh, that'd be great. If you see any biker activity, that'd be great. All right, so again, we're going to wrap up with uh, Glycerine Live at Woodstock 1994. And uh, we love you guys. We're going to talk to you next week.